ladies and gentlemen, here's three ladies' names that I want you to uh, remember. Tammy Jackson, Stephanie Bradis, and uh, Diana Sanchez. Now, I know you may be asking, well, what do these three ladies have in common? That's a good question. And I'm going to get to that after I tell you that uh, what they have in connection is that all three of them were locked up in the county jail awaiting to go to trial for uh, alleged crimes that they had uh, committed. And they along with uh, other women have been um, complaining about the uh, treatment and the conditions that they have been receiving while they were locked up in um, uh, these uh, city and county jails. Now you have to understand uh, these city and these county jails, they're not like uh, penitentiaries. Now that's totally different. Penitentiaries are where you go when you're being, um, punished for whatever crime that they found you guilty of. Now, county jails and, and, and uh, city jails are places where you are being detained while you await trial for the alleged crimes that you committed. That means you haven't been found guilty of, of anything, but you're waiting to go in front of a judge or a magistrate or maybe even a, uh, a jury trial. But the point is the conditions and the treatment that these ladies saying that they are receiving is uh, ridiculous. That they're being, uh, they're not, they haven't been given any uh, toiletries to be able to take care of themselves. They're even saying that they're not getting the uh, uh, feminine uh, napkins and things of this sort that they need while they are on the uh monthly period and things of this nature. They're not being fed correctly. They're not being clothed. There was one uh, incident where a young lady ended up going to court with no pants on and they denied her the pants after she asked for them. And when she got to uh, court, the judge was outraged. It was like, you have this uh, uh, defendant in here with no pants on, where's this young lady's clothes? And then you have other ones that were uh, coming into court where they weren't, um, their hygiene wasn't properly taken care of because they were denied simple things such as soap and a, a towel. Now you can pretty much understand, okay, they may come in there and their hair may be messed up. It wasn't combed or, you know, this and that. Okay. Well, you know, that's kind of understandable because it's not a, <clears throat> a, a beauty contest, but you need to come to a court, uh, uh, respectfully, you know, you need to respect the individuals that you're around. You need to respect the judge and uh, other people in the, uh, uh, in the courtroom by coming there in uh, proper attire. Well, in Kentucky, this uh, judge, uh, uh, Amber Wolf, was faced with uh, a lady who came to her courtroom with absolutely no pants on. 
and she was outraged over what happened. But to hear the connection with these other three ladies and the rest of this story, I ask you guys to uh, stay tuned to uh, the next episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G, where we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar and no frost. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, all our stories are brought to you raw. So go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, and join me for the next few minutes as I give you these exciting details about the conditions of women while they're in city and county jail. My name is Ted Greer, and I'm your host. Yes, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Now, the uh, stories, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm giving you are uh, are of uh, three females, ladies and gentlemen. Stephanie, Tammy, and Diana was three women who gave birth while in jail. And I know you may be saying what may be strange uh, about that. Well, what's strange and what's bad about it is these three females, ladies and gentlemen, gave birth alone in the jail cell with no help at all. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They was there was no they were not in the medical facility in jail like the infirmary or anything or had uh, nurses or doctors attending to them. These women were begging and screaming and pleading for help and were denied help and gave birth to uh, children in jail alone. Now, as shocking as that may sound, yes, it's true. And we all know the the, the pain and, and the suffering that women go through giving birth. What's supposed to be the most pleasant uh, experience in your life with your your loved ones around your husband, um, you know, in the room with you, and 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 uh, you're both excited, uh, wanting to know, uh, you know, the health of the baby, and and making sure that it's got five fingers and five toes, and 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 if you haven't found out already through ultrasound, you may be wondering what the uh, sex or the gender is of the child and uh so it's a time that's supposed to be uh, uh rejoiceful and happy and and uh, a pleasant experience well these women like many others these are just the three that i'm talking about are uh didn't have those enjoyments they were in the worst of conditions and yet still they were also alone. So this goes to show you the severity of the uh, lack of concern from the uh, correction officers, uh, the county sheriff, uh, um, um, uh, and different uh, administrators at the uh, lack of trying to uh, care for their uh, female prisoners. And they're being told things like I told you about the young lady who uh, went to court uh, 
all bloodied in, in her uh, pants because they didn't uh, give her feminine napkins when she asked for them. And the other woman that was arrested and detained and then brought to court with uh, no pants on. She asked for pants and uh, she was denied pants. And they actually took her to court in that fashion. They, she wasn't offered soap. She wasn't offered a towel. So she went in there. Her face was horrible. Her hair was horrible. And she's in there in her underwear. And frankly, ladies and gentlemen, I think the uh, city and county jails need to start being held accountable for the uh, mistreatment of their prisoners. And then you got to remember, too, ladies and gentlemen, that they have only been accused of a crime. They have not been found guilty and sentenced uh, of any alleged crime that was against them. So... Not to say that that uh, uh, gives the uh, administrators and, and, and people who are running the prisons uh, different uh, circumstances where they can treat people a little differently. But you have to understand in those circumstances, the, the rules are a little different. You have been convicted. You are in pretty much the place where you're going to uh, do your time or your stay for the crime that you have committed. So things, uh, conditions may be a little bit uh, different because of uh, uh, it's a penitentiary. But when you're in a city jail, when you're in a county jail, which is most of the time located directly somewhere in the city in some downtown location, uh, where resources are, are plentiful, there's no reason and no need for the uh, humiliation and the uh, mistreatment of uh, these prisoners. Now, getting back to them three females that I was telling you about, uh, uh, Diana, uh, Stephanie, and Tammy. Well, Tammy was one of the uh, first individuals that experienced uh, uh giving birth in the county jail with uh, no assistance after she begged and asked for uh, assistance. And you got to remember too, Stephanie, like Tammy, were uh, had uh, mental disabilities. They had some issues that uh, of, of mental uh, stability where they, you know, they should have been watched even more as far as I'm concerned. They, they, when, when they were brought into uh, the jail, they should have been immediately put in some type of uh, infirmary and had some type of uh, watch on them. I mean, they have watches where they got what they call suicide watches, where the, the, the persons are, are watched on a 24-hour basis because they may commit suicide. Okay, well, I think these women could have benefited from that type of uh, security. You, you're bringing them in, they're eight months, they're nine months uh, uh, pregnant. So I think that warrants them to be in some type of infirmary with some type of 24-hour guard or a 24-hour nurse or, or something in, in, in the event that they go into labor like these three women did and were ignored, totally ignored. And Tammy 
which was one of the uh, ones in uh, Florida. Uh, and after she, uh, in, in her uh, mental state, ended up giving uh, birth to a boy, uh, they made a law because she gave birth to this child alone. So they, they, they made a law that, and actually it's called the Tammy Jackson law where these women will not be treated like that. When you bring someone in that's pregnant uh, and close to their due date, they have a, a stipulation in the law that these women are supposed to be treated different and given more care than regular prisoners. I, I got a video footage of, of that. And I want y'all to know something too. And uh, I just think it's worthy to be pointed out. None of these women are Mazungus. They're all black and brown individuals. Now, does that hold weight in this discussion? It probably does, because for some reason, it seems that these black and brown women, ladies and gentlemen, aren't getting the necessary treatment that they deserve, and they're being left alone to deal with their pregnancies on their own all the way up to giving birth. Now, I had a video. I want to see if I can find this video and play it for you of, of, of Tammy and the law that they give, that they uh, instituted because of uh, what she, treatment that she went through. Let's see if I can find that. It's I'm looking. And by the way, while I'm loading this, please don't forget to uh, follow, share, and support this station uh, any way you can. It'll be greatly uh, appreciated. To disappear one day. Leave it to Laren investigation has led to real changes at the state level. That's right. The Tammy Jackson Act has been signed into law, ensuring that inmates who go into labor do not go unnoticed like she did. Laren Livingston is live in Pembroke Park with details on this. Laren. And these votes were unanimous from both sides of the state house and both legislative chambers, all aimed at keeping what happened to one mentally ill pregnant inmate from ever happening again. More than a year later, the bitter part still brings this mother to tears. There's also now the sweet. In the final moments of the legislative session, lawmakers unanimously sent the Tammy Jackson Act to the governor's desk. Shirley Nixon says her daughter, Tammy Jackson, has bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Tammy was pregnant in isolation at the North Broward Bureau in Pompano last April when she gave birth alone in her cell. Well, I didn't know anything until you knocked on the door and told me what had happened. An internal affairs review would later find no evidence that any BSO employee mistreated or neglected Tammy or failed to provide proper care. The investigation led the jail's medical provider to fire a doctor and nurse connected to the incident. New policies were also put into place. A lot of these jails are starting to realize that the legislature is paying attention to what's happening inside them. State Representative. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before I continue to play that, <clears throat> you see how the uh, sheriff department and, and the uh, corrections department got out of it by saying that it was the doctors and nurses fault 
But when you're in these uh, city and county jails, ladies and gentlemen, you're you're and especially if you're in general population, there's no uh, doctor or nurses uh, readily available. You know, unless you're specifically in the infirmary. When you're in your regular jail cell and you or when you're in general population, the correction officers and the um, and the county sheriff's department, the people who are in control, are the ones who are responsible. So this uh, uh, news article that they're talking about is uh, 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 referring to the, the doctors and the nurses was fired. Okay, somebody in the uh, uh, county jail uh, administration department or in the sheriff's department should have been held responsible as well. Because these are the ones who have direct contact with the inmate. And these are the inmates who, these are the only ones who they can have direct contact with in order to tell them what's wrong. These are the ones you go to when conditions aren't, aren't right. In these uh, women's cases, they were pregnant. So when they go and tell the uh, corrections officer, or, or, or the sheriff officer, uh, deputy, that uh, I'm giving, I'm having contractions. And I, I need help. These are the ones who are supposed to take you to the infirmary or get you some type of medical assistance. But yet, as you can see, they're saying that their officers did nothing wrong and that they're not held accountable for the woman giving uh, birth in their Listen, not in their jail cell. And he gave birth in the infirmary. They gave birth in the uh, jail cell. So how could they not be uh, held accountable for what happened to this young lady? Chevron Jones sponsored the House version of the law, which essentially bans putting pregnant women in isolation outside of extreme circumstances. Daily visits from a health care worker will also be required for those women in isolation. Those circumstances must be documented in a report also prohibited physically restraining pregnant inmates during labor, delivery and postpartum recovery, except in documented extreme circumstances. Tammy Jackson is a human being. She's a mother and she's a woman. Regardless of her background or the um, challenges she may have in her life, it is not no one's job to deny her proper health and safety. Valencia Gunder is an activist with the New Florida Majority and Dignity Florida, working to advance rights for incarcerated women and girls. She was among the group of women who made the trip to Tallahassee earlier this year, lobbying lawmakers to act. Tammy's mother was with them, her first time visiting the Capitol building on behalf of her daughter. It won't happen to another inmate. It shouldn't happen to another inmate. Of course, Tammy's mother was hoping to be in Tallahassee for the signing of this bill in her daughter's name. Unfortunately, the pandemic inhibited that. But she says hopefully this only leads to more criminal justice reforms, especially for mentally ill inmates. In the meantime, we're hearing that this law goes into effect July 1st. Of course, we'll keep you posted. For now, we're live here in Pembroke Park. Larry Livingston, local tender. Okay, now you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. You heard the mother just tell you, okay, with this before there was always a fear with any coaching. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, that this shouldn't happen again. 
And you got to remember now, this is in uh, this was in Tallahassee, Florida, but this was in Briar County. Now, this didn't happen again, ladies and gentlemen, for a second time in Briar County, where you just heard the woman say that this should never happen again. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it happened again, and uh, and this time the uh, sheriff department has jumped in and fired uh, 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 several individuals. I believe I have uh, footage of that as well. Let me find that and play that for you. But like the woman said, this should have never happened in the first place. And it definitely shouldn't have happened again for a second time in the same county uh, jail system. You would think it wouldn't, but it did. officials are terminated now as a result, but that is not the end of it. Local 10 News reporter Christian De La Rosa has worn out from Pompano Beach. The sheriff saying his actions are unprecedented. Department of Detention Colonel Gary Palmer and Department of Detention Lieutenant Colonel Angela Neely have been fired, and the sheriff says he's not done yet. I can tell you I'm highly disgusted at the allegations that we're looking at right now. Broward County Sheriff Gregory Tony reacting to disturbing accusations. The two core heads of that particular Department of Detention failed. They failed me, they failed this community. A colonel and a lieutenant colonel terminated after Local 10 News first reported on a letter from the Broward County Public Defender informing the sheriff of a second woman inmate allegedly forced to give birth to her child in a jail cell. tell me that this isn't an ongoing problem. This law just went into effect. It's a new law. just went into effect last year. And and, uh, the same very thing in the same county is is still going on and it's still happening. That tells you, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the lack that they have for human decency. They, they, they just, they don't care. They got these jobs 
And these are our essential jobs. These are our critical jobs. Uh, these are jobs where, where, ladies and gentlemen, not only security, but compassion is needed for these inmates, especially when you're dealing with one that's, um, uh, uh, has mental ill problems and is pregnant. And the very same thing, the very same type of woman, it happened to again. The first uh, 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 inmate was a, a black, uh, a pregnant, mentally challenged individual. Now, this second one is a Hispanic, pregnant, uh, mentally challenged, mentally ill patient and it happened to him again so that shows that law going into the effect or the sad situation of it happening to the first individual did nothing to um to them to prevent it from happening again no special training was uh, put in place uh, uh, uh no compassion in in the individuals themselves you know who i'm sure They've got they got children of their own, and wouldn't want uh, their that they, their children being subjected to that type of behavior that they subjected these people to, where they just didn't care, where they just said, "We just don't give a damn. You're a, uh, you're a prisoner, and, and and that's it." And these these um, mentally ill uh, pregnant women weren't like hardcore criminals. They was like arrested for B and E. One broke in the house, I believe, to get something to eat. The other woman was broke in the house, and she was kind of like staying there. She was there for like four or five days or more because she didn't have no place to go, or or because maybe she was just mentally disturbed. So these aren't no serious crimes or whatever. You know, and and uh, even though they're felony crimes. These women did not deserve this uh, this type of treatment. Now, and it goes back to when now the uh, citizens of Broward County are getting upset and uh, they're protesting about it. Let's let me find that uh, a, a video. Oh, by the way, you know what? I didn't give my uh, copyright disclaimer because you know how I like to keep the laundry done around here. Uh, let me give that before I forget. I'm showing all of this footage and having covered uh, uh, my laundry. Uh, the copyright uh, statute for 1976 is under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teachings, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit educational or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. Okay, now, well, we got that out of the way. Let's find this video. Was rallying in South Florida after a second mother gave birth in a Broward County jail. Oh, we told you the most recent case led to the firings of two jail administrators. So let's get right over to Local 10's Amy Viteri. She's live with the latest. Amy. Well, demonstrators came out here today and marched right up to the front doors here at BSO's headquarters, demanding cultural change and better medical care for inmates in custody. This, of course, as you mentioned, after that latest woman delivered her baby boy inside a Broward jail cell. 
Well, also this week, Sheriff Tony sending a letter to the public defender's office saying he shares their concerns, but mistakes were made all around. Demonstrators marching in the rain to Broward Sheriff's Office headquarters in Fort Lauderdale Wednesday calling for change after 28-year-old Stephanie Bretas delivered her baby in a Broward jail cell late last month. She had screamed for hours for help, and it wasn't until the moments before she gave birth that she actually got assistance. Sheriff Gregory Tony fired a colonel and lieutenant colonel after that incident, saying he shares the public defender's concerns about treatment inmates are receiving in jails. To see it happen again. And to see it happen so very shortly after the passage of a law that was put in place specifically to address what occurred. The law named after Tammy Jackson, who also delivered a baby in a Broward jail cell in April of last year. The law makes it illegal for pregnant inmates to be denied medical checkups while in custody. What happened to Stephanie and what happened to Tammy shouldn't have never happened inside of those jails. Now, in that letter to the public defender's office this week, Sheriff Tony actually saying Bretas was due to be released under a pretrial program before she gave birth to her baby. However, he says due to a mistake on paperwork by the public defender's office putting the wrong case number on there, that process was delayed, ultimately leading to what happened here. We are live at BSO headquarters. I'm Amy Viteri, Local 10 News. Now, they can say what they want to. But yet it happened again. And both of those incidents were in Briar County. This is in Florida. So goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, for some reason, it seemed like the uh, brown and black individuals, they're just not going to get the, the treatment that they need. And that's one of the reasons why the, uh, the people are out there protesting again. It seems like that's all that... Uh, we out, we have to do in this time, day and age, is we're out there protesting the, the murder of someone, the the uh, in, uh the the injustice, uh, um, behavior and the incarceration of someone, the, the the lack of a proper treatment. We're we're just protesting, 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 and it and it doesn't seem like anything is getting done. Now you know. Now this brings me back to what I'm talking about when it comes to. Uh, uh, President 45 and um, presidential candidate uh, sloppy Jim Crow Joe. And, and, and everybody's out here screaming, vote, vote, vote. Your vote matters. Please show me and tell me how does it matter. Y'all can sit back here and talk about, well, getting control of the Senate, uh, 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 getting the judges on these seats and getting all this stuff done. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, well, it's, it's just not happening. With no matter who's uh, 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 sitting in that presidential seat, this goes all the way back to that. It, it, nothing is being done. Your, 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 your vote on counts until the individual gets in the office. After that, you don't count. This is proof of that. Breonna Taylor is proof of that. George Floyd is proof of that. Tamir Rice, Philando Castile, Eric Garner, and, and, and hundreds of other uh, 
a, a pregnant individual things are in this 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 goes for as well and don't forget i was telling you about uh uh the uh, third uh uh inmate who was uh, pregnant who went through the same uh, uh atrocity and treatment and uh that was in denver so this seems to be not just happening in florida but this seems to be happening in other uh county uh, detention centers as well woman gives birth in jail cell and they just wanted to see how much pain i could endure now that's this is what this woman is saying right here uh, um the woman who recently gave birth to her baby boy in uh, Broward County uh, jail said uh, she's she's big and vain for anyone to come and help. She said she was terrified of having a miscarriage, left alone until minutes before her child was born. Now, that's what's happening in Florida. But then there's uh, another woman. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, where is that at? Yeah, here she is. Uh, uh, Diana Sanchez gave birth alone in a cell at the Denver County Jail on July 31st, 2018. Miss Sanchez is suing the city after she said her pleas for help were ignored during a five hours of labor. Wow. So this is this is happening, ladies and gentlemen, in in, in different cities, in different uh, city jails, and in, in different uh, county jails. And what's remarkable about this one? This one happened in two thousand eighteen. Pacing in her jail cell, Diana Sanchez knew she was about to go into labor. She had been um, experiencing contractions for nearly five hours. Security footage. Now, listen at this. You hear that word right there before I even read anything else? They're watching this young lady through video, through uh, security footage. It says it shows that Mrs. Sanchez knocking on the cell door for help just before 9 a.m. on July 31st, 2018, but all she got was a thin white mat slid under the door. For an hour, Mrs. Sanchez had contractions, rattling in pain and screaming for help. The footage shows. They got video footage. Yeah, you're right to sue. You, 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 you're absolutely right to sue. Them other young ladies, they should be suing as well. They should, especially uh, the uh, second individual. Well, I mean, well, the first one, she just as well should be suing because they made a law about it. And uh, it doesn't say whether uh, she sued or not, but this second individual uh, should definitely be suing. Just like this young lady is. This is uh, Mr. Sanchez, 27, gave birth alone in his cell and was with no medical supervision or treatment, according to the federal lawsuit filed on Wednesday against Denver, Denver Health Medical uh, Center, and several nurses and deputies. That's right. Uh, um, held them all accountable. What should have been one of the happiest days of her life was instead a day of unnecessary uh, torture, pain, humiliation. 
the lawsuit says. Of course, it's going to say that. It should say a lot more. The lawsuit said that the defendant had violated the constitutional and state law right of Mrs. Sanchez as her newborn boy, who weighed just over five pounds. In short, the government is required to provide medical care for persons uh, in its custody, says uh, Marty Newman, Mrs. Sanchez's lawyer. Diana is struggling, Mrs. Newman says. She continues to have flashbacks uh, to the event. She was absolutely uh, petrified that nobody would do anything to give her the medical care that she obviously needed. This is the kind of trauma that doesn't go away. I'm sure it doesn't. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Sanchez was being held on identity theft charges. Here we go. See what I told you? These minor charges. The other two were held on uh, burglary charges. She's been held on identity theft. And remind you now, all of these three, these are alleged. None of them have went to trial. None of them have been uh, convicted. And as you heard them say, the uh, the uh, second uh, uh, Broward County uh, pregnant female was uh, scheduled for release. But because she got, they, let me get that correct, because they screwed up and uh, messed up her paperwork by putting the, uh, I don't know, the wrong case number on there or whatever and whatnot. So she wasn't released. But that, that still has nothing to do with the treatment that she should have received while she was there. You know, yeah, okay, she found she may have been released, but that also what y'all are talking about was the reason why she wasn't released wasn't her fault either. And then I'm sitting out here reading this uh, New York Times article about Mr. Sanchez, and they had video footage of this young lady. So y'all watching this young lady, and then what do y'all do? It said they slid a white mat under the door. What was that supposed to do, and, and who who did that? I didn't hear nobody about getting fired about this. That's why she's doing the only thing that she can, and she's uh, uh, taking matters in her own hands, and she got her an attorney, and she's suing him. Um, she had cashed a check that belonged to her sister, uh, pleaded guilty, and was sentenced to two years of probation. You hear that? Okay, so she did go to trial, and she was sentenced to uh, two years probation, so I'm wondering why she wasn't out of jail yet. Let's read and see if we can find out. Mrs. Newman said, however, she had failed to satisfy a condition of the probation and was booked into the jail on July 14. Mrs. Sanchez was more than eight months pregnant when she was placed in a cell in the medical unit, separated from the general population and monitored by the Denver Health Medical Staff members through a video camera there you have it there you have it so because she didn't satisfy uh, some criteria on the uh for the probation department she was arrested again on uh, july 14th now if she had just gotten out of jail then y'all was totally aware of her condition and then when she went back in that just meant that she was closer to giving birth and y'all slid her a mat now, that had to be a nurse or somebody along that line to slide her a mat. I, I guess she's telling her, well, you're going to give this baby. You're going to have this baby in this jail cell, and you're going to do it by yourself. 
because she didn't open the door. She said the, the lady slid the mat under the door. So I guess she's telling her, lay down on this so you don't mess up nothing and go ahead and have your baby by yourself and clean up afterwards. What it sounded like to me. The day before she gave birth, Mrs. Sanchez was examined by a nurse who advised her to seek medical attention. Okay, well, she's in the infirmary. Where else is she supposed to seek medical attention at? She's not out. She's supposed to be getting it while she's in there. Let me see. Immediately after her first contraction, the next morning, Mrs. Sanchez informed the deputy who delivered her breakfast that she had been experiencing contractions according to the lawsuit. For the next several hours, Mr. Sanchez spoke with deputies and nurses at least eight times informing them of her contractions. A, a, a nurse noticed that Mrs. Sanchez's water had broken and her underwear were wet and bloody around 9.45 a.m., but officials did not take Mrs. Sanchez to the hospital, the suit said. A nurse did not come into Mrs. Sanchez's jail cell until after she had... Uh, delivered her baby security footage shows that i told you that's why she slid that match she gonna like you gonna do this on your own i ain't helping you i don't care uh you gonna just do this on your own because it ain't my fault you in here i know they type of attitudes i know what she was uh telling that woman the denver uh the denver sheriff department uh conducted an internal review and uh, determined that the deputy had followed protocol and policy. How could that be possible? How could that be possible when the girl is telling you she's having contractions? The nurse admitted that she's seen that the lady's water had broken. She was wet and bloodied up. But you hear, hear, but they said they followed protocol and policy. Darian Center, uh, 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 a department spokeswoman, said, Mrs. Center said it was up to the Denver Health Medical Staff members at the time to decide whether Mrs. Sanchez should be taken to the uh, hospital. Okay, you know what? A after an internal review of the uh, episode, the policy was updated. See, now they didn't update the policy. And then it's not, where, where, are, your, where are your moral and your, your ethical values? If you're a deputy sheriff or if you're a correction officer, if you're a nurse or whoever. So they didn't follow protocol or, or policy because, first of all, this woman needed medical attention. And if she is not receiving medical attention in y'all infirmary, I don't care who it was ran by. It's still up to y'all to say something and do something about it if you see that the individuals who work for you aren't doing their job. In this case, it was the uh, medical um, uh, 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 medical center that uh, the Denver Medical uh, Center that y'all had contracted to work for y'all. So that means that y'all, their boss, that you were supposed to check them. If the woman is telling you she is not receiving the proper treatment from the medical staff who was in there, then y'all was supposed to do something about it. You were supposed to take it into your own hands, morally, legally, ethically, spiritually. Y'all was supposed to do something about it. But that's number three. And this story goes on, and I got it out of the New York Times, if y'all want to continue to uh, go on and uh, read the rest of it. But uh, uh, 
I've had enough of these uh, uh, insults and the uh, the mistreatment of these um, women while they're incarcerated. And you got to remember, I'm telling you that this has happened to um, black and brown individuals. You don't hear about this happening to uh, uh, Mazungu individuals. But I want to thank y'all so much for listening to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G on this fine uh, October 25th, 2020. I want each and every one of y'all to uh, uh, tune in to uh, another episode that I'll have out shortly. And I want y'all to have a uh, enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy going to church or enjoy your Sunday meal with your family and your men who are probably sitting down here watching the uh, ball game. Have a safe and a blessed day, and thanks for listening to Chilling with Teddy G. And don't forget to uh, follow, share, and support this channel.